this week on More Than Just a Trophy Wife. It was something that my great-grandmother, her name is Elizabeth, and she was the matriarch of our family. And that was something that she taught. And she stressed the importance of no matter how you look on the outside, it's your inside that really counts. Because to be quite honest, all of that can change at a moment's notice. And it's what's inside that really counts and what really touches people. Hey, it's Isabella Levy, business mentor, speaker, and the host of More Than Just a Trophy Wife, a podcast where we talk all things reality, riches, and relationships. Let's get to it. Hello, my beautiful soul, and welcome back to More Than Just a Trophy Wife. Today, I am joined by Ashley Peterson, a devoted wife to NFL player Adrian Peterson, mother and founder of Elizabella Cosmetics, a luxury lip bar. Ashley strives to break the stigma of the beauty industry as she believes the only standard of beauty is your own. Ashley is not only committed to creating beauty on the outside, but also on the inside. So guys, you know that she's going to be my type of girl. Ashley, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Isabella. I'm so happy to be here today. So I love that you are committed to creating beauty on the inside um, as well as the outside. You know, the way society is today, um, a lot of us can be forced to get our self-worth and our self-value from kind of what we look like on the outside um, rather than who we are on the inside. So where did this all really start for you? You know, honestly, this all started when I was a young girl. Um, My mother always preached to me, you know, no matter how beautiful you are on the outside, if you're not beautiful on the inside, that's going to radiate on the outside and you're going to be ugly. (laughs) She stressed that to me, you know, Um, and I think that's something that's so important to stress to young girls that, you know, beauty on the outside is amazing. It's a beautiful gift. But if you're not beautiful on the inside, then you're ultimately not going to be beautiful on the outside. So, you know, I was always taught to stress the importance of, you know, treating people well, treating people how I wanted to be treated and just working on my inside because your inner beauty, you know, shines on the outside. So you may be a woman who is maybe not beauty by society's standards, but if you shine on the inside, that's going to radiate on the outside. Yeah. Did you and your mom come from um, like an industry where that was kind of honed in on a lot? Like where did where did your mom get that from that she preached so much to you? Like, listen, if you're not if you're not glowing on the inside, you know, different stuff's going to radiate from the outside. Was there like a pain point where that originally came from? You know, um, to be quite honest with you, we have a family full of women. Um, My great grandmother had 15 children and eight stepchildren. Wow. Yes. And a lot of them were girls. And, um, you know, a lot of them were quite beautiful. We're we're mixed with a lot of different ethnicities. So we have African-American, Native American, Creole, you know, so we are... Yes, we're a mixture of different ethnicities. And so, you know, the women in my family um, are, by society standards, considered beautiful, you know, quite, you know, 
quite beautiful. And it was something that my great grandmother, her name is Elizabeth, and she was the matriarch of our family, 15 children. And that was something that she taught. You know, she was an extremely hard worker. Um, She ran her own business. She gardened. She took care of her kids. She cooked. She cleaned all of that. And so a lot of our values were passed down from her. You know, and she stressed the importance of no matter how you look on the outside, it's your inside that really counts. Because, you know, to be quite honest, all of that can change at a moment's notice, you know, Um, and it's what's inside that really counts and what really touches people. Yeah, I love it so much. I think that more of us are starting to say it uh, and we all just really need to start believing it on such a deep level um, as well. Like that's where that true real confidence will radiate out of us. Um, And something that I saw when I was reading up and preparing for our time together was the confidence that you put into yourself um, of really moving in and creating this company um, after being a stay-at-home mom for a few years. And I can see that, you know, that must have come with a lot of shifts, especially, of course, being um, a partner of an NFL player that comes with so much, uh, so many things on top of that. So what was that experience like for you? And have you got any tips on this for those who are looking to do the same? So... (laughs) In becoming in in transitioning from wife and mother to business owner, honestly, that was a huge transition for me. Um, I actually have been very independent from a very young age. I got my first job at 15 and I have been working since. Um, I always enjoyed having my own money. So um, that was something that my parents even stressed the importance of at a young age, you know, they made me be responsible for certain things. Um, you know, when I turned 16 and wanted my own car, they let me know, Hey, if you will pay for half of this car, we'll pay for the other half. And, you know, they let me know later. And I, I completely understand that they wanted me to understand the value of money and the value of possessions and to understand that, you know, things aren't just given to you. You have to work for the things that you want. So that was actually something that I got instilled in me at a young age. And, you know, again, something that was passed down from both of my parents because they are extremely hard workers. So I was very lucky to be able to see them and how hard they worked, not just for our our needs, but also for our wants, you know, and at that young age, I decided that if I wanted something, I was going to go after it and I was going to do it and I was going to get it because I was the only one that could get it done, you know, so um, yeah, in growing, um, I actually right after college, went from the University of Oklahoma and moved to California. Um, I wanted to model. So I actually got up one day, got a plane ticket to California. I went to all of the open calls that every agency had. And finally, the, you know, the very last open call that I had was for Ford Models. And they signed me that day. And they said, hey, Los Angeles, we will sign you. So I packed, I went back to Oklahoma, I packed up everything and I moved back out to Los Angeles. I had an uncle out there that I had actually never met before moving out there. 
but he allowed me to, you know, stay with him and his girlfriend and her daughter. They took me in and I mean, you know, he, he's family, of course, but he, he didn't know me, you know? Mm. Um, Yes, but they took me in. They helped me around Los Angeles. I'll never forget that. You know, I would have never made it out there if it were not for their help and assistance. And um, I, I left everything in Oklahoma and I moved to Los Angeles because that's what I wanted to do. And it ended up working out for me. Um, in addition to signing to Ford Models, I was able to get signed to Abrams Artist Agency, which is one of the largest commercial agencies in Los Angeles as well. Wow. So. Yes, from there, I lived and worked there for about five years, um, actually, until I ended up getting pregnant with my oldest son um, around the age of 25. And at that time, I had to make a decision and I decided to go ahead and move back to Houston, Texas with my now husband. Um, so for several years, my my kids are four years apart. So for several years, I was a stay-at-home mother, stay-at-home wife. And that was really good for me at the time. I, I'm so thankful and so grateful that I had an opportunity to be with my kids at that young age, because I know that so many women, you know, would like that opportunity and don't have it. So I'm so grateful for that. But, you know, that drive inside of me was still there. And the need for independence and the need to make my own way was still there. So um, when my youngest son, who's now four, when he was about two, I really started to get serious about, okay, well, now my kids are getting a little bit older. What are my goals? I can begin to kind of focus on myself a little more again, because there was a time period in there where I just felt um, like I'd lost myself, you know, as so many mothers and wives do when they're going through that process of having young children and, you know, taking care of everyone else as a woman, oftentimes you take care of everyone else and you kind of forget about yourself. So mm -hmm. I was definitely going through that process and honestly, starting my business, Elizabeth Cosmetics was something that helped me to get through that process. It helped me to um, come out of that kind of rut that I felt like I was in. Um, it helped almost to breathe new life into me, you know, um, because I was going through a stage where I was just feeling very stagnant in life. And I was, you know, I'm overjoyed with my husband and my kids. But then at the same time, I just kind of begin to feel like, where is Ashley in all this? You know, not just Adrian and Axel's mother, not just Adrian's wife, but where is Ashley in all of this? And uh, honestly, that helped me to begin to find myself again, to begin to learn myself again, what I wanted, what I didn't want. And um, once I made that decision and I became serious about it, you know, I stuck with it. And it's been a very difficult process because I'm still a wife. I'm still a mother. But I feel like if you want something bad enough, you figure out how to make it happen. I also really love how you gave yourself grace in the transition from, okay, I've got everything going on, but now I'm going to start a family. And you said like within that two years, your drive didn't go, but you were so grateful that you were able to spend time with your family for that two years and put your full focus in that while still, re still um, feeling that drive within you, knowing that my time's going to come 
where I'm going to step back into that, but I'm going to make a decision to do it sooner rather than later, rather than allowing that drive to die. Uh, and I see that, you know, that's what happens to a lot of women. And then they say that I feel like I've lost my identity. Uh, and I always encourage women to say like, you've not lost anything. You just need to remind yourself who you were um, and who you really are at the core. And it seems that you did um, exactly that, Ashley. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. I, I felt like I had you know, completely lost myself, especially after my second child, you know, you have all these hormonal things going on when you have kids. And I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful, amazing, wonderful thing. I would not change it for anything in the world, but you know, yes, for myself, I felt like I was losing myself and I just felt like, you know, where am I in this? And it was causing me to be unhappy on the inside, which I can't be my best self for anyone if I'm not happy on the inside. And exactly. that was a huge driving and motivating factor, you know, in my decision to move forward and start my my business, my cosmetics company. Um, it, it had actually been a dream of mine since I was, I, I don't even know how young. I had this um it's, I call it a vision tree, a vision web. It, it's a huge spider web of, of things that I wanted to do and how they were all connected and me being in the center. How does this connect to me? How is this connecting to my passion and my vision for my life overall? And um, I've kept that vision. I've kept that same vision. And so you know, I may have deviated from the plan for a while to do something a little different, but at the end of the day, that's the core of who I am. And I just decided, okay, I love my husband. I love my children, but I cannot live my life strictly for them. I have to have joy, I have to have peace, and I have to have a sense of self and purpose in order to be the best wife, mother, and woman that I can be. Yeah, let's speak about developing that sense of self and positioning yourself back into your purpose. You've clearly done it. Um, and from from my perspective, um, everything looks so beautiful um, as well. And as you just shared, in order to look beautiful on the, the outside with, with so much grace that that comes from within, what would you say to anyone that is currently in the position that you were in when you were going through, okay, I really need to pull myself back to the Ashley that I know so I can have that sense of self. Like, what would you say like the three things that you started to do to move you back into living out that vision um, web and achieving your goals? Okay. Three things that I began to do. Um, number one, I had to get in touch with myself and, and understand, okay, what do you really want, Ashley? Like outside of, outside of anyone else, what do you want? I had to make that vision so clear and so plain because that's the first step. If you don't have that clear vision, you don't even know where you're going. So for me, that was my first step. What do you really want, Ashley? And I began to write it all down. This is what I want. This is how I see my life. Um, these are my dreams. These are my desires. And 
that really began to motivate me as well because it was like, okay, I had kind of not forgotten about this, but it was a great refresher to say, okay, this is what you what you want outside of your husband and your children. And so I would say my second step was honestly, when I began to work out for me, that was huge because, um, you know, working out releases endorphins. It, it just kind of gets you going. And that was something for me mentally. It helped me mentally to get over hurdles, um, even to just feel better about myself. Because if you if you feel good, then that's half the battle, you know, mm-hmm. um, for me, especially after having my second child, once I got back in the gym and started working out again and started feeling like myself again, because I wasn't even feeling like myself. That really helped me as well. So now I have my vision, you know, I have my motivation. I feel like I'm coming together, you know, how I want to look physically. It's helping me mentally, all of that. Uh, Yes. And then the third thing was honestly taking the step, deciding to actually, because it it didn't matter how much vision I had. It didn't matter how much motivation I had. If I did not actually take the first step and put action behind it. So even though I didn't feel quite ready, I honestly had no idea where to even begin. I literally just said, okay, I'm just going to start. And I just sat down and I started Um, researching manufacturers. I started researching er any and everything that I would need. I began to build my team, all of that. And so for me, actually taking those steps to do the action items necessary to start it, that was huge for me because once you start something, that mental hurdle, you've already overcome that. And that for me was a huge part of my battle, overcoming that fear of what if it doesn't work? Um, You know, the fear of the unknown, the fear of the unknown is something that's always been huge for me. I like stability. Um, I like things to be as such and as though I'm a type type A personality. And so just overcoming that initial fear um, and actually starting the process and taking those action steps for me was huge. And once I began to see results, it just further pushed me, further motivated me, further accelerated me and made me even more excited to continue to go on. Yep. People think that, okay, I'm going to develop all this confidence and I'm going to get everything together and then I'm going to take the action. But you've got to take the action first. You've got to step into the unknown to find out what you really need to know um, in that space. So just to sum that up, Ashley said to get in touch with yourself, like ask yourself, what do you want without any influence from any external thing that's going on? Really focus in and hone in on yourself. Number two, work out for Ashley. She realized that that just benefits her in so many different ways. And Ashley, that is such a huge um, tool that I use to really overcome so much in my life as well. So I so agree with that. Uh, And third one, you guys have heard it numerous times. It's take the action. But for some reason, Ashley, you know, people can hear the successful people say take action, but people are still, you know, so committed to their fear rather than their dream. Um, And it is really about just moving through the fear rather than allowing the fear to 
holding you back because it will unless the you know fear will hold you back uh, and you've got to be strong with it and I believe that inside of everyone um that is that strength and I know if you're listening to this you've got this you've got that strength inside of you as well so what would you say Ashley is the most difficult part of running a business um whilst of course being a mama and a wife um share with me that because I'm not there yet I'm I just feel like I need to shut my mouth about these types of things as well because I'm just I just don't know who I'm gonna be when that happens Now, before we move further into this episode, I wanted to share with you that the doors for my brand new program, the Trophy Life Academy, are now open. I know, exciting times. This is a six-month coaching and mentoring program for women with successful partners who are ready to prioritize themselves and their own entrepreneurial goals. The Trophy Life Academy is going to support you in successfully stepping into your power, scaling your business to 10K months, and taking your relationships to new heights. I mean, who doesn't want that? You're going to be receiving high-level coaching and mentoring from me, myself, and I, lifetime access to a membership suite, which is full of all things that you're going to need to get yourself to where you want to be. It is split into three departments, reality, riches, and relationships. As well as all of this good stuff, you're going to have access to a private community where you'll be able to ask your further questions and gain feedback from myself and the team in between your coaching calls. Now, inside of this community, you're also going to be able to connect with other incredible trophy lifers from around the world. So we got to make sure that inside this program, there are only women that are fully going for it. In order to learn more about the Trophy Life Academy and to see if it is for you, I invite you to book in a call with me at www.isabellalevy.com forward slash talk. From there, we're going to be able to get you booked in with a call and see if the program is a perfect fit for you. Girl, you, let me tell you, you never know. I'm, I'm serious. Being a, it's something that is so personal to you, like as a woman and every woman deals with it differently. Every woman, um, you know, every child is different and every woman is different. So it's so hard to put that in a box, you know? Um, but I, you know, for me, when I had my oldest son, I just, I was just literally all about him. I, I stopped everything that I was doing and was all about him. And even when I had my second son, I was still in that mode. You know, for me, I felt like my kids were just so young. Um, I didn't really want them doing a lot of daycare things. I really wanted to just take that time to be with them. Um, and I'm so so grateful that I had that opportunity because so many women don't have that. So I know how blessed I was to be able to have that opportunity. Um, And then after a while, you know, once they got a little older and had more independence and, you know, at a certain point you feel like your kids, I felt like anyway, my kids should be around other kids and be socializing and, and be around other adults outside of our family, you know? Um, And so I begin to see how much they were flourishing in those different arenas. I I felt much better about stepping out and kind of loosening the reins. And that's when I begin to think about myself again, you know, um, and I am not going to lie. It's every single day you have to figure out how you're going to juggle it. For, for me, you know, um, I have a four-year-old and eight-year-old. They're extremely active. My eight-year-old is plays every sport, you know, he's done just 
karate, science club, acting. He has so many interests. So we're always going with him. My four-year-old's getting older now. So I know he's going to start to play sports and, and be in different activities. And honestly, I have to take it day by day. Like, okay, this is this is what we're doing today. This is what we have. I have to be super scheduled, um, which is not even my normal personality. I'm someone very spontaneous. I'm very, you know, free and I like my fluidity, but I had to learn that I have to stick to like certain schedules in order to keep us going um, in the right direction and not have a bunch of chaos going on. So for me, balancing that um, looks like making sure things are scheduled, making sure I have well in advance what I need when I need it so that there's like not last minute. Th- I mean, there's always going to be last minute things that come up, but that way I try to just mitigate the stress as much as possible. <laughs> Anything I can to keep the stress down of our busy lives, because outside of, you know, my kids, my husband is extremely busy. He's gone a lot, you know, so I have to kind of work around that as well. So I honestly feel like every woman's balancing act looks different. You know, for me, it may mean um, I'm not going to cook every night. I'm just not going to do that. (laughs) You know, I'll cook a few days. We'll eat out the other days or order in or or leftovers or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. We have prioritize. Prioritizing is very important. Okay. What's the most important thing that needs to be done? Because I'm someone that will let like things linger, you know, that's, it's not even that important. It's not even that big of a deal. Just let it go and learn to go go a little more. I really that having kids as well. Like, okay, it's okay. If not everything is done perfectly, exactly when you need it done you know, let's just kind of work with what we have here and make it work. You have to learn to make it work. Yeah. I I hear you with making it work. I just, honestly, I'm not going to be able to imagine it or understand it until I'm there. Neither am I trying to either, but, you know, just to give a girl some heads up, aside from the schedule inside of things, do you have anything else in place that supports you in managing things? Yes, I have a housekeeper. She started as a as a nanny when my youngest son was about a few months old. Um, we got like a part time nanny, and that was a huge help for me because, oh my gosh, as much as you may want to, you just can't do everything. You just right. cannot. And that was something that I had to really learn because I'm a bit of a control freak. And so I had to learn how to let other people help me, which was a huge lesson for me and learn, okay, um, you know, or, or, or give my husband some responsibility and be okay with however he does it. You know, he may not do it how I would do it, but it's fine. It got done and we can move on. I really had to learn to be flexible in a lot of those things. So um, we got a housekeeper slash nanny and she literally is my lifesaver. <laughs> yeah. Was a huge assistance to me. Um, there were certain time periods where we would hire a chef for a while. So I wasn't cooking all the time. Um, now that my kids are a little bit older, it's a lot different. When you have two younger kids, it's a lot more hectic. Well, 
hectic in a different way, you know? Um, but I definitely think having people in place to help you, especially if you are like myself and don't really have a lot of family around. Um, I actually don't have any family myself that lives in Houston besides my cousin. Um, and she's like 45 minutes away. And then my husband's mother lives here, but she's also about an hour away because Houston, Texas is so big. So having help in place and being okay to accept the help was huge for me. And like, I had to learn to stop feeling guilty or stop feeling bad for needing help. Um, I feel like a lot of moms deal with mom guilt and not being able to do everything. And it's just putting undue pressure and undue stress on yourself, you know? And that was one thing that I really, really had to learn, like learn to relinquish responsibilities and, you know, some things, as long as it gets done is done. It doesn't matter if it's not perfect. It doesn't matter if it's not exactly what you envisioned or how you would have done it. It's done and learn to be okay with that. So that was something for me that I really had to learn was just to really chill out, chill out and let go of the reins, not be such a control freak. Um, That was huge for me, having help. I think that is so important for your mental to have some help and to not feel like you have to do everything. Because I feel like that's a huge thing for a lot of women is feeling like they have to do everything. And if they don't do it all, and if they don't do it all perfectly, then you have to deal with the guilt that comes along with that as a wife and mother. And that's, Mm -hmm. I really had to, to give myself permission to not feel guilty about the things that I could not control or to not feel guilty about needing help with my children, needing help with my house, needing help in any capacity. I had to really learn that that was okay. Yeah, open to receiving is huge. And it plays such a heavy role on women's life. And something for me, um, and bear in mind, guys, I don't have any children. um, So I don't know what that's going to look like when I do, but you need support in order to succeed. You know, actually, when I first started my business, I realized super quickly, like, I'm not able to do everything myself. Uh, And I wasn't just speaking about the business things. Like I realized the housework, the cooking, even the the supermarket shopping, like I realized that those tasks did not light me up. They were taking me out my zone of genius. And it wasn't that I was above them. I just knew that it didn't need to be done by me. And what made, what allowed me to release the need to be perfect, like being the perfect partner to um, my soon to be husband, we were supposed to be married. Um, We were already supposed to be married now. However, COVID-19 had different plans for us, actually. Um, But my, my fiance at the moment, you know, we've been together for coming up to 11 years. uh, And I was the, I was the girlfriend that was just, you know, seeking approval, trying to be perfect. Um, So when I stepped more into my purpose and what I desired for myself, like I realized I can't be that person. And I started to look at leaders and guess what? They delegated. So I know, and the biggest piece of advice is from, from both of us, what we're saying is that in order to fulfill your life's purpose, you can't do it without incredible people supporting you and around you if you're going to stay sane in 
the process. So, you know, for me, um, hiring a housekeeper was everything, a personal assistant, which helps me in, in so many things. Um, but I was kind of forgetting, like I was focusing so much on the business side of things that like when people's birthdays came up and when I wanted to send like someone a gift or my team member, that's me. And I stopped being able to do those things because of other things that I had going on. So realizing that, okay, I can still send the gift and feel good about it. I just don't need to be the one to, you know, order it. Um, just these little things for me have made such a huge difference. Um, so I, I don't know what's going to be happening when I have my bambinos coming around. It's probably going to be about three housekeepers running around. <laughs> Girl, let me tell you, especially when they're young, all the help you can get, just accept it, accept it. Honestly, I, I've worked on my receiving mode already, so I, I'm I'm already ready for it, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. That was, I mean, that was huge for me to learn, even in business. Like, even with my team, they would be like, you know, Ashley, you have got to delegate some of this and trust us to get it done. So yeah. that was huge for me, delegating yeah. and trusting. Huge. No one likes to be micromanaged, you know, like no yeah. one likes it. And type A personalities and someone that wants to, you know, have an eye on everything that, that gets done. And I found that I was actually like disempowering my team. So now we've got a different relationship where I'm empowering them to make the decisions. I'm empowering them to move forward without things being checked with me. And um, because I know that I'm not just empowering myself by doing that, being a leader, but I'm also empowering them to be leaders um, mm -hmm. as well, which is in turn, of course, going to support me uh, and my business. Absolutely. So you are now fully in your company. Um, I want to know, like, what's the best piece of advice that you would give to a woman who desires to set up a business and create something for herself, but isn't sure of the how? Like, she understands why she wants to do it. She knows what she wants to do, but she just doesn't know the how. What's your best piece of advice for that? My best piece of advice, honestly, is to start wherever you are. Um, because I was in the exact same position. I knew that I wanted a cosmetics company. I had always been, um, you know, aware that that was one of the goals that I had, but I had no background in it. I had no idea where to even begin. So I literally turned my computer on and started typed in cosmetic companies and literally just started doing as much research as possible. Um, I had to start with where I was and I had to be okay with that. And I had to be okay with taking the process in of learning my business because I had no idea how to run a company. I had run myself as a brand, but I had not run a company. I had not managed um, individuals with their own personalities. So all of it from the very beginning for me has been a learning curve, a learning process. I've not known anything. I've gone and what, you know, I had to go and do the research, what I didn't know, you know, hire people that did know that. Um, I got amazing mentors. Mentorship is yeah. so important. So important. Honestly, I probably I would not be here talking to you probably if it were not for some of the mentors and um, women that I had just speaking to me, teaching me, giving me advice, helping me to learn 
and grow in this process. That's honestly probably one of the biggest key takeaways that I can give you is find someone that's where you want to be or find someone that's closer to where you want to be. And a lot of times that person can connect you with the next person that can help you onto the next step stone. That was huge for me. Learning to talk to people and learning to take in all of the free, valuable information that I could get. So I would say, start where you are. Even if you don't know where to begin, write out a list of um, everything that you can think of off the top of your head that you need for your industry and begin to research that. Begin to reach out to people and say, hey, do you know anyone that knows anything about this? Anyone that knows anything about business in general? Any?" one that knows anything about writing a business plan, about accounting. You have to learn that for me, I had to learn that I didn't know all the answers, but if I knew where to find the answers, then I was halfway there. So Right. And no one's got the answers. You know, not everyone's got the the answers, but someone else does does and if you are able to connect with those people even if it is paid mentorship like I fully believe like do what you need to do in order to get yourself to where you desire to be and you know Ashley all the successful people that I that I speak to they've gone through mentorship they've listened to others because they know that leaders have mentors but as a woman you know, we can feel like we have to do everything on our own, or we feel like if we invest resources or spend our time somewhere, if if we fail, you know, we're going to look, we're going to look stupid, like women feel. Mm -hmm. Did that ever come up in your journey where you felt, you know what, like, I need to do it, I need to do it alone. And if it did, how did you overcome that? Because I really do see that that holds a lot of women back. Oh, absolutely. Especially when I first started this journey, Isabella, I'm going to tell you, I had no idea what I was doing, but I knew that I had to do it. That fire inside of me is what drove me. So no matter what I didn't know, and there was so much that I didn't know, so much, um, you know, especially being in such a competitive industry, there was so much that I didn't know. But honestly, getting over that was something that, I mean, that's more about me and myself and what's going on inside of me. That's less about the people around you. That's more about yourself. And that's when you have to tap into yourself, tap into your sense of self and say, you know what? It's all right to not have all of the answers. As a matter of fact, I'm not even expected to have all of the answers. Anyone who Mm -hmm. thinks they have all the answers is, you know, someone who, who needs to learn a lot. So Getting over that, honestly, um, especially with one of my main mentors, it was a situation where she literally told me, Ashley, if you don't know something, open your mouth. Closed mouths don't get fed. 
Okay, remember that. Closed mouths don't get fed. You don't open your mouth, you cannot eat. So that, you know, just speaking with her and learning so much from her and learning that it's okay to feel like you don't know everything. And honestly, oftentimes people are very impressed when you're asking a lot of questions because they know that you want knowledge. And when people know that you want knowledge, they give it more freely. And for that was something that I had to learn um, to ask as many questions as possible to make sure that you're writing down, taking notes on these questions. And it's okay to not know everything. You know, you have to get over the embarrassment of not knowing everything or feeling less than because you don't know everything. No, this is your journey and your time to learn that. Everyone should constantly be learning. So don't be embarrassed by what you don't know. Instead, feel proud of what you're trying to learn to become a better person so that you can give that back to the next person coming up behind you. And it just goes in a circle, right? Like when people feel less than, and then they don't move forward with something, you're always going to feel less, less than if you aren't actually pursuing um, your purpose and allowing that to evolve. So, so beautifully how you wrapped all of that up. Um, and I just want to say thank you so much for sharing all the behind the scenes on this, because I know that, um, it's a journey and you're on the other side of it and it's so good. And I know that my podcast listeners would just love to hear how far you've come and where you are now. So Ashley share with uh, my podcast fam, how can they connect with you more? And of course, where can they get their hands on your amazing beauty range? Absolutely. So you can actually follow me on Instagram at Mrs. MRS Ashley Peterson, A-S-H-L-E-Y-P-E-T-E-R-S-O-N at Mrs. Ashley Peterson. You can also follow Elizabella Cosmetics at Elizabella, E-L-I-Z-A, B-E-L-L-A, Cosmetics. So it's kind of like your name, Isabella. Do you want to hear a funny story really quickly? Well, I was going to ask you where you came up with that name. Yes, let me tell you. So, you know, I told you we have our family matriarch. Her name was Elizabeth. So there's actually quite a few women in my family whose name or middle name is Elizabeth. And my middle name is Elizabeth. Um, My mother was extremely close to my great grandmother. So my middle name's Elizabeth. And I always told myself if I had a daughter, I wanted her middle name to be Isabella. Because it's, it's, you know, the, the Spanish form or the Italian form of Elizabeth. So my dream, if I had a daughter, her name, her middle name was going to be Isabella. Well, God had other plans and I had sons. So my business became my baby. And so I took Elizabeth and Isabella and combined them together to make Elizabella. I love it. When I first read it, I went to say Elizabeth too. And I was like, Elizabella, like this is just gold. I I love it. I think it's perfect. Thank you so much for coming on the show. As always, guys, I'm going to be dropping Ashley's links below. So please do go ahead and follow her, show her some love. Uh, and as always, please continue to rate and review these podcasts. Honestly, your words continue to just encourage me to speak with 
incredible women and bring them on the show. So continue to support, continue to send your direct messages. As you guys know, uh, I open, I read, and I reply to every single one of them. Until next time, have an amazing week.